Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bam, bam. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tow. I make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the cloud, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never ever ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. Show, 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 show. Radio, radio, radio. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Said uh, Matthew McConaughey. What's he doing, that guy? Said, Put a t-shirt on, that guy. I mean, I guess if you've got great abs, do your thing, you know? I- I'm not a hater. Like, I try and keep in uh, relatively good shape, as they say. So, nah, Matthew McConaughey, no need for a shirt. If, you, if you're going to... Tell you what's hard, eh? Is getting a six pack. Like people think, just stop eating and exercise. So you got to, you got to do a little more than that. It's tough. Now, do I have a six pack? I do. I feel good about that. I feel good about that. But I eat really well. I exercise really hard, and I don't really have any commitments outside of myself in life, which is um, makes it a bit easier to focus in on exercise, like five, six times a week. You know what I mean? So do what you got to do. But if you're Matthew McConaughey. I, I'm guessing people that are attracted to men are like, hey, leave your leave your shirt off. Shout out to Matthew McConaughey. He's doing it. I have never seen Dallas uh, Buyers Club or whatever. People always say that. I'm not really a big fan of Matthew McConaughey's movies. Now, Daniel Day-Lewis, different story. I've seen every movie he's made. Lincoln, very overrated. But he won anyway because he's Daniel Day-Lewis and he's the best actor of all time. In my opinion, my left foot. Absolutely incredible. In the name of the Father. Incredible. Even with the terrible Leonardo DiCaprio. Gangs of New York. I mean, he just... He, he takes that movie away. Daniel Day-Lewis. That's my guy. Shout out, Daniel Day-Lewis. Hope you had a great week, wherever you are. Hope it hasn't been too harrowing. Uh, we are in August. Wherever you are in the world, it is August. Named after the Emperor Augustus, of course. If you know your history. Uh, and if you don't, well, you know, who cares? Now you know. July, named after by Julius Caesar, for Julius Caesar. Literally named July after Julius Caesar. By Julius Caesar. Oh, what a flex. <laughs> what a flex by that guy. Like, I love myself so much. I'm going to be the greatest emperor of all time. I'm going to be basically a despot. Go to Gaul. You know, kill a million people. Enslave another million. And then put myself in the calendar. (laughs) And he put his mom in the calendar as well. It's incredible stuff. It's absolutely incredible stuff. And then uh, August for Augustus. Absolutely remarkable. Julius Caesar, king of all kings. Caesarian, named after him. Um, it's apparently how he was born, but it's it actually hasn't been proven. Those who don't know, I don't know. I don't know why this is becoming a history lesson. I do love history. For those who don't know, uh, absolutely love history. Try and read Western history. Lastly, it's the most um, archivally continuous um, history, so it's nice. You can weave it from ancient. From ancient Rome right up to the modern day, you know. Julius Caesar, crazy guy. And you too, Brutus, is that you, my child? He said, you know, he wasn't aware of the Ides of March. Now, if you're not into history, this probably didn't make sense to you. And if you haven't, um, yeah, if you don't know the Ides of March, you've got to be, beware the Ides of March. Beware the Ides of March. It's not just Shakespeare, by the way. It was actually said to him by his advisor. Julius Caesar, bloody hell, that guy. Triumvirate comes from his time as well. So, don't know how we got there. History lesson. What other sports shows giving history lessons? Telling you about calendars, you know? But anyway, Julius Caesar. <laughs> bloody hell. Brutus. 
and you too, my child. Okay, well, let's get into the show. Uh, short show today. I thought, you know what? It's the new season coming up. I, I'm, I'm getting a little bit crazy. So basically, obviously today, this will be the Thursday show. So what I'll do for the Monday show is I will do my preview. Uh, and then for the Thursday coming up, I will do my other preview. So I'll do three teams uh, from the big six. And then the other three teams from the other big six, uh, sort of looking at their prospects. And the way I'll do it, I'll do it in the order that I think they're going to come in the league, um, sort of previewing squads and who I think is going to come sort of sixth, fifth, fourth, and then, you know, third, second, and first. And then I'll do a fantasy football as well. What I'll do is I, I will start an MKT fantasy football if you'd like to join. Uh, I will have that up this weekend. And then we can get going and you can join the league. Look out on all the socials. I'll add it to the socials. All right. All right. If you can, if you've got two minutes, no matter what you're doing, you're probably listening to this. Somebody somebody this week told me um, they, well, they, they, they slid in the DMs and he told me when he listens to the podcast because he's in a relationship. Um, he'll sometimes just go to the bathroom and pretend he's on the toilet, even though he's not on the toilet. Uh, if he wants to listen to the podcast, that's what, where he does it. Because obviously if you're in a relationship, you, you sometimes your partner wants to talk or you may have somebody who relishes, you know, engagement. But in his case, he says, yeah, he sneaks off to the bathroom and then he, it's always like a, whatever i wasn't feeling well or or whatever but he was just listening to the podcast you know especially if it's an hour then it's a little bit strange but but anyway i found that quite funny so wherever you're listening if you've got two minutes (laughs) please do um go and give us a five-star rating and um yeah leave a comment no no one's leaving a comment i mean i i had 706 listeners on the last podcast so uh, are people just listening 90 times? You know, that also could be happening just to support the podcast because no one leaves a comment. I've, I've been checking the platforms. Like, you know, you, you could even say just here to leave a comment or whatever, wherever you listen to your podcasts. When you do take the two minutes, give us a five-star rating, leave a comment. It's better for the algorithm, as they say in Spain. He say algorithm. He say Mikel Arteta. He say, he say good player. He say big club. He's a, he's a manager of uh, Asena. <laughs> is that racist? Is that racist? Because if he was doing a uh, yo man, a dog, he'd be accused of being racist. Am I being racist by impersonating Mikel Arteta's accent? I think I am. I think I, I think I am. It needs to be called out. It needs to be called out. Can't be racist. You know, I, I take a position of power in life, you know, if it can be inflicted upon me, I can inflict it upon others. So, I don't know. This is ra- now this podcast could potentially be racist because I've I've done an impersonation of uh, a man who seems to have had... His hair gets blacker the older he gets. Is he dying that hair? Mikel Arteta's dying his hair, hair, because he's a handsome bastard, no doubt. But he's dying that hair. Come on. Come on, dog. Come on, play. C- come on, Mikel. He say, he say natural heckle. He say, coming from uh, Catalonia. He say Mikel Arteta. Um, where's he from? He's, I, I think he's actually from uh, Bilbao, hey? Where's he from? Well, I want to say he's um, from Bilbao, but he's not. I think he's from a different part of. Uh, is he from Pamplonia? I don't, I don't know. Don't know. Don't think he's from Bilbao. Is he? Is he Basque? Yeah, he is Basque. Yeah. I think Mikel Arteta is a Basque guy. Is he a Sociedad guy? Um, can't remember, but his hair is incredibly black. Incredibly black. As black as the night. Or as black as Idris Elba. Who's, I don't know, I'm guessing Nigerian. Very dark, that guy. Bloody handsome as well. Idris Elba. Don't enjoy these guys being handsome. Because it's, you know... It shines a light on us mediocre-looking blokes. What hope is there for us? Not a gajillionaire. I'm not a millionaire. Multi-millionaire, anyway. And I'm not handsome. 
where do I go from here? How do I attract a loved one? Some people might say, improve your personality, work on yourself. I'm like, shut the hell up. That doesn't work. The, the ladies are into rich guys or good looking guys. What hope do I have? What's my calling card? Who knows? Who knows? Plan is to get rich. Plan is to get rich. I think what I'm going to do over the next sort of five years, try and just get super rich. And then hopefully I age really well into my early 40s. And then snag a good one. That, that's the plan. That's the plan. I mean, slide in the DMs. Do, do I need to work on my personality? Do, if you're a lady listening to this, do ladies care about personality? Does that matter? Because I always hear girls saying, uh, if he just makes me laugh, I'm like, okay, well, I'm pretty funny. It's not enough, though. You know, it's not enough. You need a bit more. Like, because it, it, there are rich, funny guys. Where does that leave me? Like, I'm quite funny. Mediocre looking. Five out of ten on a good day. But my standard, I come in at around three and a half out of ten. In terms of looks. Keep it real. You know, it's not like the, oh, sometimes you're, you're fishing for compliments. I'm not. I keep it real. Keep it real. Like, and I don't, I don't judge it by normal people. I'm like, if Idris Elba, Brad Pitt, you know, sort of Tay Diggs, those guys are a 10, I, I, I rank it by that. And by that scale, I'm a three and a half out of 10. And I'm not rich. <laughs> funny, I, I guess with the funny thing, because I think I'm quite funny. Well, I make myself laugh. So that's a four and a half, five. Depending on the angle of the sun, my looks go from a three and a half to a four, and then you add a one. One and a half max, five and a half, peak summer, probably in the Greek island somewhere on a yacht. I mean, I got, uh, you know, Christopher Kloos Danish sunglasses. So when, you know, they tore a shell, obviously, top of the line. I mean, what are we doing here? So on the best day, I'm a five, out of, five and a half out of ten, and I'm not a millionaire. And I'll, Tom Brady is a gajillionaire and has, I've literally got Tom Brady glasses, Christopher Kloos, Tom Brady's. So he's actually got the glasses named after him and owns a yacht and is 6'5 and has seven Super Bowls and has just signed a deal with Fox for $250 million. Quarter of a billion dollars is Tom Brady's deal. What chance do I have in this world? All right, well, before I have an existential crisis, I'm going to name my team of the season and then uh, we'll get out of here. So it'll be a short pod today, 25, 30 minutes. Uh, I did get some feedback. People are saying, hey, no, no problem with the hour, one hour long podcast. I haven't let anybody go, oh, uh, whoa, 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 that's too long. Pull it back. So I'll just keep doing hour long podcasts. Uh, but today will be a little bit short. I'm just doing my team of the season because I think we are one weekend away. So I'm going to do my team of the season. I know it's, it's a little later than everyone, but I was just thinking back and I, I worked on my team of the season. I'm going to play a 4 3 3 um, team of the season from 2022. 2023 so it's the season gone past all right before i get into that man the ashes is over huh if you don't follow me on social media it's at mkt inspires so i'm mkt inspires across the board even on the ticker talker i'm gonna stop putting more stuff on tiktok i love tiktok but i i don't post enough um and i do have a very for the first time in my life i have a very nice cell phone now so i can actually take videos and post um wow the ashes was made 2-2 in the end um Look, Stuart Broad is an interesting one, hey? Um, I know everybody's praising him and going nuts, and maybe it's just Sky Sports. Like, what, what Stuart Broad was, was mediocre for a very long time, and I don't believe in longevity awards. I, like, unless you're at the top for some part of that career, and, and what tends to happen is, like, people get romantic at the end, right? And everyone's like, oh, but you've got to give him credit. He's got 600 wickets. Like, not many people have 600 wickets as a fast bowler. And, and endurance is something. But nobody's ever thought, in his, there's, there's no point in Stuart Broad's career where I would say he's been in the top 20 greatest bowlers of all time. You, you know, he's just been, uh, like, ticking along, ticking along, like, very good in England, mediocre everywhere else. Um... And now he's retired, everyone gets romantic about it. I'm like, you know, I, it was a bigger loss to cricket when Curtly Ambrose retired. Like, okay, we'll never see that again. 
the, the, I'm not sure Stuart Broad's in the, in the 30 greatest bowlers of all time, by the way. See, just seen bowlers. And, I mean, you can't average 20, what, 27, 28 and be an all-time great. I'm sorry. Yes, consistency, yes. I, I mean, largely it's because England haven't produced any quality with seam outside of him and James Anderson. And I'm not going to do the longevity thing. I'm not going to fall into that trap because the nice thing about the numbers is you can look at the average and go, oh, okay, but, but Stuart Broad's not as good as James Anderson. And I don't think James Anderson's in the top 20 fast bowlers of all time. And I'm not falling into the, you just took wickets. Number one, the bias for how good they were at home as well. It's like, no, you're not as good as Jason Gillespie because Jason Gillespie averaged under 30 everywhere in the world. Dale Stane averaged under 28 everywhere in the world. Kirtley Ambrose, under 30 everywhere in the world. Courtney Welch, Wazim Akram, Waka Yunus. Like, I'm just naming, forget the, the, the great West Indians um, and Merv Hughes and those guys, right? For, like, I'm not even going to go to the creme de la creme. I've just named some of the best. You know, like, like Kirtley Ambrose, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Alan Donald. So, Stuart Broad, like, sweet career, dude. Well done. Like, mega professional. Great competitor. I mean, he's one of those guys who you love him he's on your team. Hate him if he's on that team. Cult hero, right? Legend. Uh, I guess if you've got 600 wickets, you, you've got to give credit. I mean, 600 test wickets is tough to take. But by test standards, he's not an all-time great. I'm sorry. Don't let this... It's... It's essentially going, you know, Gareth Barry has some of the most appearances in, in Premier League history. And I, I do think he's a terrific, terrific all-time player. But Gareth Barry's not Roy Keane. He's not better than Roy Keane because he played longer. I'm sorry. So, so what? Because Gareth Barry has more appearances than Roy Keane, he's a better player. That's absolute nonsense. You know? It's just not true. You're not going to tell me... Because Rio Ferdinand played more for Man United, there's nobody who thinks he's better than Yarp Stone. Like, we, we, we watch now. Like, we can see. We, fans of everything now, everything, music, sport, uh, whatever industry, we're just smarter. Young kids now are far smarter. Their IQs are far higher now. They have far more information at, the, at their fingertips. They're able to process information, question information far better. And... Sports fans have gotten smarter. The data's available. It's like, also, like we've watched enough now globally, you know. You can watch experts now around the world. We know what to look for when we look for the difference between good and great. Or, or, or good and very good and very good and great. Th those are all three different. Stuart Broad's more in the good category, right? Which is nothing to sneeze at. Listen, it's difficult to be a test cricketer. But I'm not having the Stuart Broad loving. Stop it. He's not in the top 25 fast bowlers of all time. Let's, let, let's cut, the, cut the romantic crap. I'm, I'm not a romantic. Like, I, I don't like that. You're either the man or you're not. And he's not. He's, he's not a part of the elite. Stop softening because he's retired. I, I hate when people do this. People get romantic because it's like you just remember the good old days. You have, you have the average to tell you what he was, right? I, I remember someone in sales telling me this. In everything you do, take out your worst year in life, take out your best year in life. Sales, life, relationship, whatever. Because nobody is their worst day in life, nobody's their best day in life. You're everything in between. We call that the median or the average. And Stuart Broad's average is just not good enough to be considered in the top 25 fast bowlers of all time. Just fast bowlers. I, I don't want to get into the spinners. Like, Grand Swan's a better bowler than Stuart Broad. For England, I'm sorry. He just is. I, I don't need... I don't do longevity awards. If you can be great long... Like Ryan Giggs, right? Ryan Giggs, top five Premier League player of all time. Ryan Giggs is so good, he reinvented himself, went to defensive mid, and won players' play of the season. <laughs> that's... that's that, you what? Now, so Ryan Giggs isn't giving longevity awards. He moved positions when he was... He's top three, top two, top three wingers of all time. So just as a winger, he's like, oh my God. And then you, you go to hold him in and you're player of the season. In the modern day. In, in Fergie Premier League winning teams. I mean, you know, 
that's not longevity awards. That's you're at the top of the game for your entire career. You're you're in the creme de la creme for your entire career. Sorry, like that's not a longevity award. That's being proper. So Stuart Broad, not into it. But what makes me sick, right, is we're not going to watch meaningful cricket. And, and by that I mean competitive five-test match cricket because no one can go to India and, and win anymore. Like, they just doctor the pitches too much and it's just, it's too much, right? Like, it's not competitive. It's not competitive. Um, and, and relatively speaking, unless you're from those conditions, you, you just can't play in those conditions. Whereas I think every... It, and it just is what it is. South Africa, Australia, and England is the most level playing field for everyone. Because if, you, if you've if you got two great seamers and a decent spinner, you can play in South Africa, um, England, and Australia and compete if, you, if you've got all of that in place. There isn't an advantage. Like, the Australians now have less of an advantage because they don't have Brittley, Jason Gillespie... Uh, and like Glenn McGrath, you know, like that's when they had an advantage. Like, oh my gosh, those seamers on those pitches are just unplayable. And then their top six all average forty-eight and upwards. Yeah, okay, you like you're not beating Australia from nineteen ninety-three to twenty fifteen at home. But now, like if you bring your A game, it's a fair contest. Like England, we've just seen. It's a fair contest. India went there, was it last year, 2-2. So in India, it's just they, they doctor the pitches too much. Like they can play two spinners and their batsmen have grown up on these pitches that deteriorate and are dust bowls after two days and two and a half day test matches are just like a common thing in India, which it's just... Uh, and you can't call it out, right? No, no one can call it out because they own cricket, quite frankly, like you've seen with the IPL. And, and whatever, you know? Like, cool, uh, they have leverage in the world. No one can call India out. And and as with anything, if you have leverage in the world, like Apple aren't giving up their position because people feel bad. If you've got the leverage, use it. And, and if you're India, I, I'm all for it. But it makes for a terrible, terrible television product. So the next meaningful cricket you'll watch is in November 2025 which will be the Ashes in Australia. Like, I, I just, I can't watch any white ball cricket. I honestly don't care about the World Cup coming up now. I don't even know, is, is it T20? Is it one-day World Cup? I, and quite frankly, I don't care, to be honest. I, I just don't care. Um, it'll be part of my job moving forward to kind of look into it, but I'm not going to watch. Uh, like, South Africa, don't care. One-day cricket is terrible. Uh, T20 cricket is even worse. So the next meaningful cricket, because people often say, just play test matches, but you have to play strength versus strength. South Africa don't play test cricket anymore. Uh, it's just England, India, and Australia. And even then, really, it's just about the ashes. England are going to India in January. They're going to they're gonna get mopped, like 3-1, possibly 5-0, depending on how hard they want to doctor the pitches in India. Because there's no baseball crap in India. Like, India's got three great frontline spinners. Uh, Harry Brooks not doing what he did in Pakistan. We're not doing that there. Sorry. This is not malarkey. You know? So, incredible. Great show. Drama. It's a TV show. Sports a TV show. And my God, I love it. Piers Morgan's getting involved. Like, it was just amazing. And and it just showed you there. there's nothing like it, right? No matter how much you love the IPL nothing captures a nation like um or certainly the cricket nation and the cricket world um like the ashes because it's the best format of the game in the with the best narrative right life's about narratives how you narrativize everything matters and the narrative of the ashes it's got it's got the history it's got the uh you, you know colonial divide you know, Thuggery versus the Empire. Like, every single classic uh, antagonist, protagonist um, sort of narrative is there. And it's it's just baked in. It's just baked in. And then you've got the, the New Zealand captain, who's the English captain in Ben Stokes. I mean, New Zealand-born. Then you've got the New Zealand coach. And, and it's just all tasty. It's tasty. And then you've got Merv Hughes as one of the selectors who's on social media as well. you just got to love it. 
you gotta love it. And, and the Aussies get stuck in as well. They've got what's great now is that the era we all hated, like Ian Healy and Ricky Ponting, we saw upset he got with that new ball change. Um, you know, so all the Aussie greats who were who were bastards are the commentators now. And now they're rich and old. So they don't care. They, like no one can you can't be P you know, you don't can't force Ian Healy to be PC. He's rich and legendary and old. Like, he's not on Sky Sports. He doesn't care. So he can call it out. I love it. I hate how PC sports become. I just love it. I love Ian Healy ripping into it. And I love social media. So shout out to England. Shout out to the Aussies. And Usman Kawaja. What a series, mate. Usman Kawaja. So November 2025, it goes to Australia. It'll probably be 4-0. For whatever reason, England cannot play there. don't know if it's their delicate um, skin. That just can't handle sun. You know? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but... Man. So that's it, huh? Australia retained four series in a row now. 2011 is the last time, I think. 2012. 2011 is the last time Australia uh, or England won it in Australia. And since then, it has been four series in a row, by the way. Four series in a row. Remember, every two years, huh? My God. Dominant by Australia. Shout out. So November 2025 in Oz. Shout out to that. So I just wanted to put a shout out out there. Um, obviously the Premier League, the greatest thing in the world, starts this next weekend. One thing I just wanted to say is stop putting weddings in the Premier League season. Now, people will say that's unreasonable. It's not that unreasonable to ask people not to get married during the Premier League season because... I, like, I know how people go, oh, but get a life. This, this, some things are more important. But if you're honest with your partner and you actually ask them, the Premier League is the most important thing in their lives outside of however they accumulate money. Like, if they're football fans and they support Manchester United, Manchester United is actually the most important part of their social calendar. You know, their week is work, make money, be successful, blah, blah. And you're their partner, obviously. You are somewhere near their football team. Now, you, you can't actually say this. But it's true. Like, it is true. What I'm saying is true. It's just that people can't say it. It's, it's not cool. But if you're a romantic partner and you ask your partner honestly, like, you're close to their, to their football team. And people go, oh, but that's why you're single. Okay, it's true. Now that may be true, but I'm also because I'm on I'm on the side of the fence. I can be honest enough to say, mm, it, ladies, it's closer than you think. There's a lot of ladies out there who think, well, if he had to choose between me and the football team, he'd choose me. And I go, well, I've spoken to a lot of people in relationships, and I've seen how much how much of a problem it is how much football people watch or rugby or whatever i'm like oh oh wow, man that's an ugly reality all right so i don't think it's unreasonable to say just get married between late may and early august like late may right so that's june july august that's three months of the year schedule it then it's probably cheapest in the coldest month of the year or find an FA Cup weekend, early FA Cup as well. So that's like, what are we talking? End of January. So it's still summer, if you want to do a summer wedding. I, I think that's reasonable. Find an international break weekend. Got to think about these things. One thing I'm not doing, Champions League final weekend, forget it. I, I'm not going to a wedding on the Champions League final. Like, that's insane. That is insane. If you're getting married, by the way, ladies, it's, it's the Rugby World Cup now. It ends in October. Put that in your calendar. For the love of God. For the love of God. Stop getting married during the Premier League season. It's insane. It's not that crazy what I'm saying, by the way. It's not that crazy. Next week is the bin, it's the beninging. English Premier League. Oh, my God. Been tough. Thanks to the Ashes, though. Holding it down. At MKT Inspire, slide in the DMs. Am I crazy? Is it closer than... Look. Guys, hit me up 
in the DMs. Because because maybe, you know, there are a lot of men who all of a sudden get in a relationship and they, they think they're so much better than everyone. So to you men that are married or whatever, maybe you should slide in the DMs. And I, I know there's men out there thinking, oh, like, you know, these philosophical guys who like, oh man, like when are, the, when are you going to grow up kind of thing? Like, fine, that, that's fine. I, I hear that. Slide in the DMs with that kind of feedback as well. But I do think you can slide in the DMs and say, it's closer, like I would never tell my partner and I'm happy to keep it anonymous, but I, I know a lot of people would never tell their partner, but if if your partner said you have to stop watching football or we can't be together anymore, I'd, I'd like to know from guys, like how close is it really? Am I being a dickhead or is it closer than one you would let on? Or have you never thought about it? Because if you've never thought about it either, that's also fine, you know? And if your thing is like, no, my wife is the most important thing and only thing in the world. And and if you want to go with the enlightened position of until you get married or, or until you found love, you, you, you know how every guy who's in a relationship all of a sudden thinks they are now the most enlightened person in the world. And they're like, oh, you just, you're not a man until you found love or had kids or whatever. Fine. Like maybe I have to transcend into the fourth dimension that is a solid relationship. But let me know, slide in the DMs, at MKT Inspired. Is it closer than they think? Or am I just destined to be alone forever because of ridiculous things like this? But I don't think I'm being ridiculous. If you're honest, look into your heart. Look into your heart at MKT Inspires. MKT at the MKTshow.com for the electronic mail. All right, let's get into it. It's going to be quick. Um, I'm going to do my team of the season from last season. And I'm playing a 4-3-3 because that's the only formation you should play. Um, and I don't think there's any hot takes in here, to be honest. I, I had a thorough look through the leagues. Um, and I think I've picked the best team. At MKT Inspires, love to hear what is your team of the season from last season um, and why. So I'll run through my team at the back. Edison, he's the best playmaking goalkeeper um, Allison makes one too many mistakes for me, and even last season he made uh, a few mistakes. I, I, I like Allison. The, the only thing I don't like Edison for, and in this case I've actually gone against myself, I hate a goalkeeper who is short. So I would prefer Allison. So if Allison had Edison's consistency in terms of mis- lack of mistakes, because they're the same in terms of obviously sweeper keeper, I need a sweeper keeper, and. If Allison just didn't make so many mistakes and wasn't so erratic, because Edison, for all of his looking like he's just bloody murdered half of his favela with those tattoos, he he actually is quite a conservative goalkeeper. You know, I know he'll turn on the line and wait till the last minute or whatever, but but he's actually quite a stock standard keeper. He he doesn't do anything elaborate. Allison, on the other hand, is bloody Cruyff turning. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not having that for my keeper. Um, although he's brilliant. He is brilliant. I just, I love Edison, everything he brings and, and his playmaking. So Edison for me at keeper. Um, and then right back, Kyle Walker. I'll tell you why I've gone with Kyle Walker is, you know what I don't like about people who are better at their secondary job than their first job? You've seen the limitations of Trent Alexander-Arnold. It worked for one season, right? It was spectacular. And then people are like, oh, no, just put him on an island with a winger and he can't defend. So what I love about Kyle Walker is, although you lose a little bit going forward, is he does his primary job like nothing else and he's electric in terms of pace. So he gives you so much, a, a whole other dimension of being brilliant, right, defensively. So positionally, he's brilliant. Plus, he's probably the most athletic uh, player I've seen since Gareth Bale. And Gareth Bale even over Cristiano Ronaldo, by the way. Cristiano Ronaldo never felt like he could run the whole field like Gareth Bale. Remember Gareth Bale, 800 meter uh, guy at school. Gareth Bale is the greatest athlete I've seen in the modern modern day game. My God, prime Bale. Just do you remember when he was at Tottenham? He was, even at Real Madrid when he scores that goal, um, is it in the Copa del Rey? Unbelievable. Just that that athlete like, like Ronaldo can't do that, you know. That prime athletic bell is Kyle Walker is the second greatest athlete I've ever seen. Just an absolute monster. Uh, so I love Kyle Walker. He's 
and going forward, you're not losing that much. You know, he's not Aaron Wan-Bissaka. He's not getting a nosebleed when he crosses the um, the halfway line and he can invert. Now, he's no Cancelo, of course, but Cancelo wasn't here this season. Uh, Cancelo's the best in the world for me, except whatever's going on weirdly off the pitch. Uh, there must be something happening there. Because remember, Cancelo, weirdly, Juventus let him go. Man City let him go. Bayern Munich wouldn't retain him. It must be a personal thing. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on there. Kyle Walker, I think the unanimous best right back um, in the league. Left back was an interesting one. But it's got to be Nathan Ake. Considering it's his second position, he was absolutely outstanding. And again, more of a left back than a left wing back, which is what a Robertson might give you. Uh, Chilwell, who I love, was out too long. Uh, Reese James was terrific when he played, but he just you can't play 10 games a season. Um, so Nathan Ake, for me, is I, I don't think that's controversial. He's absolutely brilliant. And again, Dutch raised, so you know you're getting a total footballer uh, in Nathan Ake. Quite brilliant. Obviously, Chelsea Academy product, uh, but Dutch raised in the academy system. So a brilliant, a brilliant player. And I absolutely love him. So two... And Carl Walker, by the way, remember in the back five, you can play him in the right centre-back position. Again, he's got that physicality and pace as England use him there to cover for the brilliant Harry Maguire. So love that. Um, inside right, so right centre-back, um, Ruben Diaz is the best. He's the best that they've had since Vincent Company, right? And um, my God, what a replacement. Players play, or the player of the season two years ago. Um, and Diaz was just just all, all, all action. All action, ball playing, uh, physicality, you know, he reminds me of Nemanja Vidic. Um, he's the poor man's Nemanja Vidic, right? I don't think anything's Vidic and hasn't been, but Diaz is bloody close. Um, on the other side, you know, the second best league defense, um, I know they get credit for other things, but Newcastle with a tied first league defense, right? 33 goals conceded. Sven Botman is real. <laughs> he's real. He's composed. He's ball playing. He's physical, you know? Obviously Dutch, so you know the Dutch tallest nation in the world. They're going to produce those big guys at centre-back. He's the real deal. He's 23. I was looking today, 23. I didn't realise that. 23 years old. Imagine the runway. So he's not even at his peak. He's just getting started. We know centre-backs generally get good at about 28. But it's like goalkeeper, it's a con- concentration position. So Sven Botman is my other one. And I think it's unanimous. I just don't think it's close. Because who, who was Diaz's partner throughout the season? John Stones was sort of playing holding mid, a little bit of centre-back. Laporte was in and out, right? So he was never settled. So you can't really give it to any of those two. So Sven Botman for me, and again, part of the... Consistently played 36 games in the league. Um, and the tight, so the, t- the best defence in the league. And he was the rock. Fabian Shaw was brilliant, but I, I think this guy was the guy. Um, all right, we move into midfield holding mid. I, the, he's the best holding mid in the world at the moment. Um, I do like Kamavinga. I think Kamavinga's uh, ball playing is a little bit loose. But Kamavinga as an athlete is probably the best in this position. But the best thinker, you know, including the physicality, technical, and has a goal in him. And you know what I love in that role? Claude Makalele had this, was a ping of a pass. I, I can't really explain it better than that. But if you can just turn... And he's got superb technique and he punches that ball um, in transition between midfield into that half space into a uh, sort of Bernardo Silva. Someone's on the half turn, but he doesn't muck about with it in there. And Rodri has terrific, terrific technique. So when he hits it, he hits it. Um, you remember Matic had that for Chelsea for a little bit in, in that number six uh, role where when he hits it, he hits it, it gets there and it, it allows your guy on the half turn. Um, to get going. The great uh, Sergio Busquets was uh, like this, of course. A Rodri for me, holding mid, I I don't think there's anything like him. There's nothing like him in the league. Um, In the right central midfield, it's Caicedo. Uh, He's all action. He's box to box. He's a ball retriever. He can can travel with the ball, which I love. I love that. And then his physicality, I mean, just tremendous. And you're not losing anything technically there. Super responsible. The ball, you see how Brighton play that, uh, what they're calling, Deserbi ball. Um, Caicedo a big part of that you, you know he can get around get open and then transition the ball really quickly and, and, and let the flashier guys in Trossard and those guys do their thing before Trossard moved to Arsenal obviously but I, I thought um, I, I thought Caicedo was unplayable this season he was just unplayable and then on the other side Bernardo Silva I think Bernardo Silva is 
I've argued for him being the best midfielder in the world because I've never seen a guy like this with this talent and this work rate. Since, and I'm talking, I'm talking about Frank Lampard probably being the last guy with the level of talent and the work rate and the technical ability all in one. You know, because usually these types of guys, and you see it with another compatriot of his who's in this, is when they're very talented, they don't like to do the ugly stuff. But Bernardo Silva. As a six, eight, ten hybrid, he can play on all three levels because he'll get stuck in there as well. He stick his foot in there, you know. He is not shy, and he's got that sort of Latin thing. You don't want to be racist, but he, he does have that thing, you know, that you associate with a Portuguese uh, mentality, where they they, they raised in in the sort of old school tough um, mentality. I, I love him. I love him. I think he's one of the best midfielders in the world. I've argued for him being the best player in the world. Um, but I would say Bernardo Silva was just unplayable this season. He was unreal. And, and all three levels, right? Collects the ball of the back four, transitioned it, can run with it, by the way. Great ball project, protector, um, similar to David Silva. But then he's also got an aggressive nature. You know, he's got a, a, a sort of bellicose nature to him. Uh, where, where he, you know, he, he's not having it. He's not taking it of anyone confrontational, great personality. Um, so you know you can he, he'll be one of your leaders on the field and, and was just brilliant throughout the season in the treble winning season Bernardo Silva for me um, and then on the right of my front three it is Kevin De Bruyne uh, I mean okay well we don't say anything like it's Kevin De Bruyne on the other side it's Bukayo Saka I thought he was absolutely outstanding he took a he took a step forward again and I think who was better on the right wing who was better on the right wing Saka does everything. And you know what I love about Bukayo Saka, right? Is he is on the way to being a superstar, but he drops back. So where where you lose with Anthony and Marcus Rashford and these guys who are terrific going forward and they give you a lot of, you know, you've got to double them. It draws in a central midfielder, a centre-back draws them out of position because you just can't mark Marcus Rashford on your own unless you're Kyle Walker, you know? But the thing about... Rashford, and it's where I feel sorry for Luke Shaw, because I think Luke Shaw's a terrific player, but Rashford doesn't drop. Bukayo Saka does that work, and then is actually better than Rashford going forward. He's, he's way better than Rashford, because Bukayo Saka is actually tough on the ball. Marcus Rashford's a good dribbler, but he's not so tough on the ball, you know? Like, when you get physical with Rashford, you've seen what happens. And that's why I don't think he deserves to be in the England team. I don't get the Rashford thing. But Bukayo Saka, he's the full package. Physical, good dribbler. Now he's added goals. Now he's adding assists. Bloody hell. And I said years ago, by the way, I also like the personality. He's a grown-up. Bukayo Saka's a grown-up. You don't get crying like Marcus Rashford and, I mean, Sancho's a joke. Like, this is the guy. He's the next Arsenal captain. And by the way, by the way, Probably Declan Rice, but a candidate as Arsenal captain. Just a stellar guy. A superstar who is low maintenance. This is the dream. This is Cristiano Ronaldo levels. It's Cristiano Ronaldo levels. Is When your best player is low maintenance, it very rarely happens. Think of every single team. Usually you'll be, I mean, Drogba, love him. High maintenance, crying, he's a disgrace. You know, Roy Keane, love him. Skipper, I mean, he's rare because he's creme de la creme. But he's still kicking Alfie Haaland and, you know, drinking problems and a little bit confrontational with Fergie. You know, Phil Foden comes with his stuff, what we've seen. You know, your best players, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, he came with his stuff. You know, Kunaguero, injuries, this and that, a little high maintenance. Te- Carlos Tevez came with his stuff. But Leo Messi, like, like this is, you know, I'm, I'm not... Forget about the ability. I don't know if Bukayo Saka is at that level in terms of ability. But just in terms of the maturity. I always take maturity. Unique maturity is outstanding. But when you're the best player, that's just it's like having another captain out there. Because, you know, great leaders lead through their leaders. So great coaches will coach often. Uh, you know, Tom Brady was so disciplined. And Bill Belichick could be hard on Tom Brady. Which means no one can complain in the in there. So if Mikel Arteta is being hard on Bukayo Saka, who are you if you're anybody else, right? When Bukayo Saka is, 
getting it. And Bukayo Saka is not saying anything. Then it sets the temperature for the rest of the team. And it's, it's a lot easier for the culture from Mikel Arteta to flow into the team because he can be hard on Bukayo Saka knowing that Saka will take the coaching, which means, hey, Gabriel Martinelli, I don't want to hear it. You know, Udegaard, I don't want to hear it from you because there's one of our very own who's now the highest paid player at Arsenal. He's not complaining. I don't want to hear it. Bukayo Saka is a, is an, is a global megastar waiting to happen. He's got the perfect personality. He's a handsome kid, so you can really sell him as well, you know. Um, I, I just cannot say enough good things about this kid. And, and I've always said, it, if you listen to the podcast three, four years, I said the next superstar is Bukayo Saka because of the personality. And then now you add the ability and, the, and now he's delivering. Now he's giving it, I think it was an 11-10 season last season. He's now getting into double-figure uh, double assists, double-figure uh, double goals. Now you've got a proper player. Now you've got a... Listen... You get a proper striker around him. I like Gabriel Jesus, but hey, you get Erling Haaland, Harry Kane around Bukayo Saka. <laughs> now, now you've got something. Now you've got something. So a super player, uh, for me, the best right wing in the league last season. And up front, I mean, come on. Come on. It's Erling Haaland. It's Erling Haaland. I, I, like, I'm not going to say anything about De Bruyne and Haaland. Like, it's boring. There, there's, no, there's, no, there's no good content around that. There's no clever analysis like De Bruyne and Haaland are in the team <laughs> you know like what are we doing let's not do too much uh, doing too much anyone trying to say a bit more like you have to gild the proverbial lily you know you don't have to over egg the pudding as they say Erling Haaland just hysterical I had my doubts but my god my god Edison Walker, Diaz, Botman, Ake, Rodri, Caicedo, Bernardo Silva, Bukayo Saka, Kevin De Bruyne, and Erling Braut Haaland. And then my manager, here's one thing I've never understood, right? If the point of sport is to win, why isn't Alex Ferguson the 13-time Premier League manager of the season? I, I don't understand this thing of, oh, but he did his best with those resources. Like, uh, sorry. The best tech company in the world is Apple. They're the first trillion dollar company. The second best is Microsoft. Like, sorry, I don't, it did the best. The best, like, e hailing app is Uber. They make the most money. The game is to win. Well, why do they always give it to a guy who, who did really well considering his resources? Like, this isn't Montessori. Because why are we getting to participation stuff? I've ne- I've, honestly, I've never understood that award, by the way. Like, you don't give the top goal scorer award to the guy that scored 14 goals, but oh, he was at Bournemouth. You know, look at, he didn't have De Bruyne. No, Erling Haaland's the top goal scorer. So Pep Guardiola is the manager for the team of the season because he's the best manager. He won. He, they won. He's the winner. They, they won. And it should always be like that. If you win the league, you should be the manager of the season. I've always resented this thing of so-and-so did really well considering the odds. I couldn't care less. You know what? If, if you and me are going on a date to go and she decides, she chooses you, I don't get to say... Yeah, but in reality, I don't have his looks and his car, so I'm really her boyfriend. But she lives with him and they're engaged. No, it's not how it works. The, the winner should be the winner all the time. It, it, like, don't build in any room for interpretation here. Manager of the season, Eddie Howe's done really well. What are we doing? He hasn't. He didn't win. Like, Julius Caesar wasn't going, oh, well, all these other guys who are keen, you know, I'll let them be emperor. But no, that's not what we're playing at here. The winner is the winner. Pep Guardiola is the manager of the season. Like, and I'm not just saying it now, by the way. Alex Ferguson is the 13-time Premier League manager of the season. I hate Manchester United. I'm a good person. But... Alex Ferguson is 
the 13-time manager of the season. I don't, I don't care which other people wanted in that season. It's dumb. It's stupid. Stop it. Stop it. Absolutely. It's, well, Idris Elba's black and I'm black. So I'm really... I, I'm Idris Elba. No, 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 I'm not. I'd, I'd be okay with that. We, we, like, we all have our role to play in society. In, in the stories. There's a A storyline, B storyline. There's a main actor and there's extras. Right? The main actor is Pep Guardiola. Everyone else is an extra. Or, or what do they say in Hollywood? You could, or when you win the supporting actor. Yeah, every... That's it. I look... I, right now, off the top of my head, I actually forgot who came second in the league because I just don't care. Mikel Arteta, sorry, you're a support actor. You didn't win it. You know? You feel me play? That's how we talk on the streets, yo. <laughs> I, I don't talk like that. I don't talk like that. Hope you have the time of your life, whatever you're up to this week. Um, hope you have a good one. If you're with a loved one, you might be listening to this. Maybe together, probably not a good idea. Especially if you're a dude. Can't imagine too many ladies agree, agreeing with some of the stuff I said earlier. But if they do, whatever. I mean, also, whatever. Maybe people do agree. Just because you're female doesn't mean you disagree with me. Or, or you might go, that's not very romantic. You're going to be single for the rest of your life if you're a lady. And you might go, this is terrible. This is, it's, it's too dude-centric. Yeah, fair enough. I get it. Like, that's how I'm going to do my show, you know. I said, oh, I don't want to be fake. Because there's too many people that are fake in this world. Ladies, uh, I, I don't know. Is the word simp. I don't, I don't know if simp is the correct word where guys try and be like the perfect guy. So ladies will think they're good guys, but actually they just want to get with them. Which is actually what's happening, ladies. Like I heard to burst the bubble. That's, that's actually what's happening with most guys that are like trying to be perfect. You know? Like, hey, newsflash. Straight men are attracted to women. And usually, they'd like to get your number not to just get a hot cross bun. You know? <laughs> I'm just, like, I've got, to, I've got to call it how I see it. I've got to call it how I see it. Sorry. Uh, like, me and PC, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Hope you're the time of, your, <laughs> time of your lives. I think it's a good place to end it. I think it's a good place to end it. Hope you have a good week. Uh, back on Sunday. So back on Monday uh, on the pod. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Hope you've enjoyed this. Um, at MKT Inspires on the social. Slide in the DMs. I'd love to get more questions. I love uh, doing the, the DMs. And people like that. People respond to the mailbag stuff. So at MKT Inspires. Mike Kilo Tango Inspires um, on Twitter. Or preferably on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen. This has been the MKT Show. I am MKT, and for now, I am the hell out of here.